All right, roomies, we're recording. Hello, welcome to our second episode of Solidarity. My name is Kelly. And my name is Bridget. And we are the Solidarity Sisters. Solidarity Sisters. I love it. I love it. So, um, we did have a couple questions from people that missed our intro episode as to an explanation of the name. So, we thought it'd be worth re-explaining. Solidarity is basically solidarity. And we just live in Tucson. A lot of us know bits and pieces of Spanish. So, we change it to sola, which is like feminine. And so for us, it's just the idea of having solidarity and singleness and community and singleness and just being it together, even though singleness is a individualistic thing, doesn't have to feel alone. Yes. I'm trying to flip that on its head. Trying to restart, rewrite the conversation. Yeah. It's true. So we received one whole email. Yes. Which is very exciting. So exciting. It's one... It's one email more than I thought we were going to receive. Um, and so we decided we liked what this person had to say. We found it really relatable. So I think Bridget's going to read the email aloud and then we we're going to discuss it. Yeah. So one of my buddies emailed me and said, Hey guys, I just listened to your podcast tonight and I really like the idea of having to listen to some encouraging stories or any conversations that has to do with singleness. Honestly, I feel like I'm in the middle of a tug of war between feeling kind of confident and feeling sorry for myself when it comes to singleness. We just thought we would use that as our launching point for today's podcast and talk about the pros and cons of singleness, but we're going to talk about the cons first because I think that's what our culture focuses on a lot, and I think that's what it's easier to blow up the cons in our minds and our hearts more than the pros of it, right? Yeah, and I I always think it's better to end on the positive note and kind of wrap up how typically the pros outweigh the cons. Exactly. And that's what we want to do with this conversation. That's how we want to have solidarity is to say you can have a really robust life as a single person. But I just think we also have to be real about the hard things. Yeah, sometimes it really sucks. It does. And that's okay to feel like that. Mm -hmm. But I think it would be great to... To try to step in and be encouraging to people and and help you not just feel stuck as a single person or be in a totally like shitty place with it, you know? I think it'd be great to try to just talk life into that. Yeah, agreed. So, for example, holidays. That's like a really weird and hard time to be single. I realized a couple months ago when we were at my sister-in-law's baby shower that I am the loser G. That's what I'm calling it. My last name is G because all my siblings have significant others. All of my one siblings do too. (laughs) And so I'm like, I'm the loser G, which is funny because I'm the second oldest. I didn't think I would be the last one to be single. It was funny because it like happened upon me, this thought. And then I thought, oh man, now I have to go into Thanksgiving and Christmas being the single one. You know, how will I manage? Right. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's another thing with the holidays. It's kind of like, sometimes like that, you know, kind of like catching up with people that you don't see often. And it's kind of like year after year, I'm the single one. And then each year, it's kind of like somebody has the boyfriend or the girlfriend or, you know, they're they're, they're not single anymore. Another one bites the dust. Right. And I'm just like consistently <laughs> yeah, blazing too. through as a single person. <laughs> like, 
you know, like they, they like I have all these different things going on each year, but every single year you can count on me to be single. <laughs> like true. Yeah. We are consistent in that. If anything, if anything in our lives, I'm consistently single. Absolutely. And there should be awards. Yeah. <laughs> the longest single person <laughs> in the history of the planet. Yeah. I was joking with these couples that I went on a hike with yesterday that it's been seven years since I've been kissed. And I was like, it's just a desert place, my mouth. Tumbleweeds roll over my lips. And <laughs> it's beautiful. You know, it's just quite dry. Quite dry. <laughs> you know, so I cope with the hard parts of singleness, for the most part, with humor. Right, absolutely. Be- because I agree with you, like, I'm, well, I guess more than just, like, okay with my singleness, I am, like, trying to cozy up to it. For the sake of this conversation, for the sake of my own heart and healing. So I would say like I probably identify a little bit more with the hard parts. So just diving right into this, like in the cons, that tug of war, you know, that is mentioned in the email. I totally get it because I think that because of what our culture says, what our society says is like your loneliness will go away if you're in a romantic relationship, like you'll feel better and or you'll be happy, right? Like. And I already, just to be vulnerable, struggle so much with loneliness. Like, it's almost like anything can happen. And in my heart will come up the lie that I am alone. Like, nothing that I do is with anybody. Which is why it's such a beautiful thing that we're doing this together, you know, is is that you get to be in on this with me and I get to be in on this with you. So there's, like, no way that that lie is true. But it comes up a lot for me. And so there's just some really deep hard times for me where I'm like oh it'd just be so much better if someone else was also in on this project with me or cleaning the house or Mm -hmm. um cooking or you know just like really normal things yeah because that lie is big in my heart so that's what I why I want to like enter more deeply into the conversation And I think that there's, man, there's nothing better than hearing people say, yes, that's exactly how I feel, you know? Right, like, yeah. So what do you feel like are some major cons in singleness for you? Most of my friends are in relationships. And really, when, I, when I'm in, like, a good place with, like, being single and I feel confident and I feel like just, like, it is what it is, you know? I don't, I don't feel this, like, sense of, like, I don't isolation or desperation or something. It's not a big deal, but there are these times where once in a while you kind of, like, look around or you're like, oh, you know, I'm in the room with, like, six couples right now. Or, <laughs> or I'm, you know, I'm, like, I'm always kind of making plans with, like, couples and, yeah. and stuff, so. You're always the third wheel or spare tire. Yeah, exactly. Like a spare tire like that. <laughs> Yeah, and um, gosh, I've gotten up to be the, like, uh, 15th wheel before. <laughs> like, I mean, no like, yeah, at, a, like, a party. Like, yeah. Yeah, and which was kind of my fault. It was a couple's party. That it's like I a did. make-out party. It was a couple's party <laughs> that I decided to attend, so it was a little bit of my fault, but... <laughs> but, um... But I, I think that's that's sometimes where it's like, oh, it just, you know, like, I'm so happy for my friends, and I... And that's a really big thing for me is I really never want to be bitter for somebody because yeah. of my own insecurity. And so I've thought about that because I, I do have a couple couple of my closest friends are still single. But really outside of that, I mean, most of my friends really are in relationships or are married. Yeah. And, um, and so I really don't want to have a bitter heart towards, especially like, you know, if, my, if one of my single friends were to enter into a relationship... 
I don't want to be that friend that like you know like takes time away from them or isn't genuinely happy for them or something like that yeah. I always want to be supportive of my friends if they're in a really great relationship with a really great person that deserves them yeah um so I think yeah for for me like it's just that feeling sometimes of being around like couples but I also am really blessed with a lot of friends who are great couples to be around with that don't make the me don't too. make the yeah don't make the socialization um feel weird because they're so coupley or they're so obviously a couple or something yeah yeah you know I mean there's some people that just know how to be good friends no matter what and then yeah. some people who you can only really be friends with one of the people in the couple mm-hmm. and and that's just like social awkwardness is all it is yeah. you know but yeah even just what you were saying about wanting to be able to like champion your friends you know in their relationships because mm-hmm. all we want for our friends is to have like good and healthy relationships yeah um but last week I had a I had a conversation with my best friend because she's in a relationship and I was just telling her that I feel a little insecure you know mm-hmm. because I know that like I'm gonna have to for the first season like sort of allow this relationship to bloom and grow you know which, even if it's not true that it's taking away from my friendship with her, it'll just feel like it, kind of, you know? And so we were just trying to, like, grapple with that truth, right? And we were just both really, like, bummed because it's a lie that she wouldn't want me around. But it's a lie that I hold. And I think that comes up when your friends are in relationships. is like, now what am I chopped liver now, you know? Even right. when they don't act like that, you know? So we were just talking about what does it look like to keep being intentional in our friendship, in the midst of this time because I like want to be that supportive friend so it's kind of interesting you know um I think a lot of people out there probably have the experience of their friends just totally even like disappearing when they get in relationships I think we yeah I think I I don't think it's a stretch to think that everyone's kind of had that experience before. yeah yeah for sure and I don't think it's the worst thing to be honest yeah. because if a couple's gonna last they'll eventually have to balance they'll figure it out yeah Yeah. and even I've talked to some married people recently who were just very much like yeah you need your girlfriends and your guy friends like you your spouse can't be all of your social life yeah I do that a lot I'll ask married people what they think about these topics because I think singleness it relates to all of us whether it's just because you have single friends or you have been single. Um, I know a lot of people who have almost like never been single. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Since it mattered, like they've always been dating or married. But I, I do. I mean, I think that's that's important too. Is that we don't get closed off to people that are into relationships. Like you still, as a, I mean, as a single person, I think one of the best things you can do for yourself is to be around people in relationships yeah. and is to have that model to you and is to seek the advice of people. Yeah. Um, and I, and one of my like favorite couples to hang out with is like my best friend, Julia and uh-huh. her husband, Sam. And I think Julia, I think has been really influential and just kind of modeling to me, like what I would want in marriage, what I would want in a relationship. And, you know, cause like every Tuesday night we have this like girls night where we hang out. And I think, I think it's just really neat to see how important that is to her you know, that she really is very, very intentional about her relationships yeah. outside of her husband. Yeah. Their duration of their marriage, which I think they've been married for, I can't remember if it's three or four years now. She's just always so intentional about having other relationships. And she's from Germany, and she's still every single week Skypes with friends back home, you yeah. know. And so for her, it's just like, she just has to have those other relationships. 
they have this great marriage and they get along so well. And also for the duration of their marriage, they've always been on different work schedules too. Mm. And so they, even on top of everything, they have, you know, kind of a limited time. They don't, like, I think together than most couples do, where they typically kind of like work more of the same schedule and they're more in sync and... But really, their whole their whole marriage has been like very different hours. But for her, it's still a priority to also have other relationships, which I think is yeah. is really important to to realize. Yeah, and she's such a good example. Yeah, I mean, she like honestly makes people feel so included. Yeah, like and seen and known. Yeah. So, and I think that's like that's just like a good example of what friendship and relationships should look like, right? Yeah. And why I think that singleness shouldn't be so polarizing because we're all just still people, you yeah. know, like living our lives mm-hmm. before we like jump into prose I would just ask like what is what are the other sort of maybe identity issues or beliefs that come up for you in your singleness so this is some of the more deep down vulnerability yeah. stuff but even just because if we name it then people listening will go yep that's me too yeah I know I know one of the biggest things that we've talked about is just feeling like is there something wrong with us yeah is there is there this like blind splat to my it definitely says splat right there (laughs) I loved it edit (laughs) no (laughs) um but yeah you know am I am I hideously ugly whether that's physical (laughs) or like personality wise (laughs) you know like what what am I missing and I don't I don't think that's the right way to look at it yeah. And I think the main reason I'm able to see that is that when you apply that to somebody that you love, that's not yourself. Like, like I can look, you know, like you're right here, right? Like I can be like, no, Bridget, like you're not some troll, you know, like, <laughs> you know, or you're not so like, it's not like you have this like horrible personality trait that you're unaware of. And so I think that's the easiest way for me to be like, okay, I, I know that that's not what this is about, you know, mm-hmm. it's, I think, I think that's a really, you know, kind of vulnerable issue I have, like, yeah, like, and, and, you know, like, and I, and I think that we've talked about doing a whole podcast on, on digging deeper. Why am I single? Why am I single? Yeah. Which is, you know, tough. That's going to be a tough one. But I think for myself, like, I'm definitely not this like hot girl at the bar that's going to be hit on by guys. Yeah. And Me I don't want to be that girl either. True. I mean, you know, I guess sometimes you're like, oh, I wish I was just, like, super hot or something. But, like... <laughs> I like, wish I was objectified all the time. Oh, yeah, I really want to be objectified. But, like... <laughs> um, and I think that, yeah, that's, like, a trap to, to kind of, like, want to be someone other than yourself. I mean, I think it's yeah. healthy to always want to, like, better yourself and, and challenge yourself in areas that you could use improvement in because of course of course like we're not our best self right like life is like this journey of just being molded Mm -hmm. I think into into trying to be I don't want to just say like a better person but I think I don't know we can just use that phrase for now (laughs) yeah yeah so I I think that's a big um insecurity that I can have it's just like feeling like um I have some yeah some something like wrong with me Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I feel that because I think that all the time yeah too and I think it can be perpetuated by our just the way I don't know it's like ways that we function in our relationships like when you go home for the holidays or whatever and people are like why hasn't someone snatched you up right like right and and, it, and you're it, like I ask myself that every yeah day. you're like literally I don't know I think it's important to kind of like explore those questions you know but you're right that it's not necessarily the right way to look at it because my answer is why haven't they snatched me up well I could tell you my history, you know, and what has happened in in relationships, times I wished I got snatched up, but really it's just more complicated than that. And then at the same time, 
when they ask, why aren't you, you know, why hasn't anyone chosen you yet, basically? Right. It's like they're saying being chosen is validating who you are and your identity. And I just believe so much more than that in our existence, mm-hmm. you know, that we, like, have worth and value because we exist. That's it, you know? Even the ones who do are ugly on the inside and outside, that they have deep mm-hmm. value. But, you know, easier said than, like, practiced that right. belief. So... And I think, I think a lot of this, too, comes back to a concept that I think I'm really passionate about, which is the idea of not comparing yourself to people. Mm. And I think we live in a culture that just indulges in that, you know, like <laughs> yeah. that. I don't know. I've read some really cool articles, really cool, like, parts of books about this type of thing that have just really struck a chord with me and just made me realize that, like, if you really look into the rhythms and the patterns of our society and our media and what has been, like, modeled to us, we love comparing ourselves and we do it in so many ways that we're completely unaware of. And I think that's a huge thing that can happen to people that are single. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, you can, like, look at a girl and say, like, why is she, like, really, like, she's in a relationship and I'm still single, or, (laughs) you know, or, like, oh, that guy, like, went for somebody else, like, why would he go for her, or, like, or, like, oh, he went for her, obviously, because she's so much prettier than me, Yeah, you know, these things, like, we're just, we're just very good at comparing ourselves, and that's super destructive, because it just doesn't matter, right, like, it it just super doesn't matter, like, Mm -hmm. I'm an individual and you're an individual and it doesn't matter who's prettier, who's smarter, who's single and who's in a relationship. Like, I just think that that's another really unhealthy mindset that can kind of infiltrate our hearts. Yeah. Well, and even if we're just talking about beauty, if you're saying what the world is offering us to compare ourselves to, it's very limited. It's not like, here's all the ways that you can look beautiful. They're saying Barbie, right? Like, right. I mean, that's just such a stereotypical Example, example but, but it works yeah yeah it's like like I, I think one of the things I'm trying to embrace so even getting into the like resolution type things for 2018 is like I'm five foot two and just like a little thicker than you know mm-hmm. um like I'm just I don't really have like skinny jeans and I, I wear skinny jeans but yeah it's like, I was like my yeah. genetics are not skinny and so I'm kind of like you know what like I probably very easily could get like slimmer and healthier and fit but I'm, I'm still going to like have my little body shape that isn't, mm-hmm. is never going to be close to what maybe. That isn't so little. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get swole actually. <laughs> but I, I think that I'm trying to accept my little body, you know, like yeah. that it's like this little and thick body kind of, yeah. and, like I could build muscle really easily too mm-hmm. and go like, you know, actually <laughs> I shouldn't be comparing myself I should be comparing myself to my future, you know, like, will I be feeling awesome? You know, like, that's really what I want is health. And we want, like, mental health, too. And right. so to, like, change our mindset, and that could actually change everything. So if any of you guys are out there and you're thinking these things, too, just know that we want that for you as well. We want you guys to have freedom to know, like, it's normal to struggle with this stuff. But also, there's truth for you. And any ugly people can get married. (laughs) You know, it doesn't really, it doesn't validate who they are. And again, they still have value, even if they're terrible or something like that. You know, I just sit in that is like my encouragement. Sit in that, that it's not going to take you being more beautiful or something like that. You need to get in touch with your value. Also, super worth saying too, like you are not ugly. If you are listening to this, you're not an ugly person. Yeah, you're not, and it's so like ugly wrong. does not exist. Yeah, it doesn't. I, I promise you, it really doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> we're just we're we're just like a 
a really messed shallow <laughs> society. Yeah, it's messed like up. Yeah, it's true. And I'm sorry for that. I'm really sorry for ways that you may have been rejected and been told that you're ugly and not valued because you are valued and you are beautiful in ways you don't even know. And if you're a man, like, we're also speaking to you. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. We really mean it. So that's a great transition into talking about pros. The the pros of being single. There's so many. Um, but there it's are, like a, yeah. kind of a light and fluffier thing. Yeah. One of one of the most comforting things for me personally is looking back over my kind of history of not even really just relationships. I'll say almost, you know, relationships with people, with guys. I can look back over it now and, and kind of have that hind, hindsight perspective of um, I'm so glad I'm not with that person or I'm so glad I didn't end up with that person. And that doesn't have to be an insult aimed at anybody. Mm-hmm. That That's more of like, really typically it's more of like, we just want to have been right for each other. Yeah. But I think it's it's really hard to have that when you feel like you have a connection to somebody and you're really attracted to somebody and maybe you're really good friends with somebody or, you know, you had a really good few dates with somebody and then it doesn't work out. But I know that for myself personally, I can look back and, and just know that it just wasn't really meant to be. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that's not always the case. That's not a 100% thing that happens to everybody. Like, of course, there's people that feel like they should have been with somebody and it didn't work out for whatever reason or it was the wrong time or mm-hmm. um, or they maybe, like, chose somebody else and you feel like they should have chosen you and you still feel like that. But I know that for myself, I think there's a, there's, like, kind of, I feel like a lot of, like, resolution in that. Is that I think that's the word I want to use. And things aren't always resolved, and I and I totally get that. But I encourage you, like, if they're, you know, if that's if that's like a hard thing for you, like, look back and really think about, like, yeah, was that even, you know, was that really the right person? Or I don't know, kind of exploring maybe that perspective. Yeah, I agree. I've been there. Yeah. So I think that's a that's a pro for me, just in the sense that it that it is kind of like kind of like comforting to to know that there was a reason that it didn't work out, or just knowing that it really wouldn't have worked out. How do we decide to go for it, or or whatever? Yeah. There's that sort of a like uh, saying, "Time heals all wounds," and I just think that as time goes on, you start to like get a clearer head about things too. Yeah. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. And like, yeah, I just, I think the sense of just using like, or having time and space in between past events. Yeah. Usually is really helpful when you're reflective over things. But Mm -hmm. I think, you know, we've all had, me and all, but I know I've had those experiences where I'm like, I'm going to die if I don't end up with this person or, you know, that like really intensity of just like, um, of just, this is my soulmate, you know? And and then I'm like, oh, thank god like i mean there's just i think there's like honest three three guys i can really reflect on with that and just be like that just would have been horrible how to end up with him yeah and it's not because they're horrible people but just because it just would not have been a good fit Mm -hmm. so that's that's definitely i think like a pro for me yeah that's good i think just the thing that's mostly coming to my mind in this time of life is that a big pro of singleness is you have space and freedom to kind of do whatever you want yeah and what that looks like for me is that I, I get to go home for Christmas and Thanksgiving and be with my family. You know, I don't have to have my time split if, like, if I were married. You, you have to choose, like, where are you going to go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really easy to sort of, like, blaze your own trail when you're single and just do whatever without really consulting anyone. 
And I mean this in the most positive sense instead of being like self-destructive. Yeah. But that also means for me that I get to go sit in people's living rooms with their kids, you know, and be the person that shows up for my friends who aren't single because loneliness doesn't just exist in singleness, right? It exists in marriage and parenthood and not because your family isn't enough for you, but because nothing is ever enough, really. Like we all need each other all the time. And so I think as I've been getting older and older, I've been getting to experience those times where I can show up and I can say, I have the space and time and the energy even to continue to choose into these relationships. Um, And I also think that like, as a single person, I get to decide what I'm committed to because I'm a pretty committal person. So I'm kind of like, oh, if only I could commit to another person like that they would give me that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Oh, what they, you know, what they wouldn't have. They just would have the best in me. Like, I mean, that's sort of a big head, but it, but it's just because I pour so much into like everything else in my life, being really committed to my job and these like creative projects and my friendships too. And I'm just really thankful for this space, however long it's going to be that I'll get to be here showing up for my mom, showing up for other friends that need me playing with my friend's kids or going, I go on trips during the summer with my job to China or Mexico and stuff like that. And I don't have to worry about back home really. Like I can freely be there. And those are just really beautiful moments of kind of like pure joy. So I think that's a big pro and would encourage like sort of a different thought pattern for me and for others that if you're always focusing on how your singleness limits you, turn the kind of conversation around in your head. What freedoms do I have? And you start to realize, you know, You can get your scuba certification or, you know, kind of do whatever you want, whether it means move across the world for a year or I don't know anything. Well, even like the small things. I mean, like I know for myself, like I've been around just like different couples where you you just realize like everything is a compromise. Yeah. You know, and then like sometimes it's just like, you know, some of these like really silly things. What movie do we want to go see? Where do we want to get dinner, you know? And there's such that kind of funny stereotype about girls never being decisive <laughs> with food. And but it could be the guy. But it, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, it's just, it's like those little tiny things where like, whereas like when it's just myself, I'm like, hmm, Thai food tonight, great. You know? Yeah. And, and it's just, yeah, I think those funny things where I think, you know, maybe as a single person, you look at that and it's kind of cute and kind of sweet or, you know, whatever. And you're like, oh, I can't wait to have those moments. <laughs> but it probably doesn't really feel like that when you're in the relationship, yeah. you know? Like sometimes you just want to do what you want to do, but like when you're in a relationship, that's, it's like, you're always kind of like accountable or you always kind of have to be aware and willing to compromise with the other person. Yeah. And I think that in our world too, even though they're like, get married, get married, get married, right. Or like be in a relationship, Mm -hmm. validate yourself via that. I think there's also this other like end of the spectrum talking about the, the pros of singleness, which is also a lie, which is like. You're free from any kind of responsibility to people, right? You're free from any kind of commitment to them. And this is so, like, for future podcasts, too. But I just think that, like, we do need to be committed to each other as people, single or not, you know? That, like, that accountability could still exist, right? Like, the ways that we're invited to compromise and love each other and kind of be there for each other or, like, be selfless, right? Like, those always come up in relationships but it's true you have a little more wiggle room when you're single sure I think I noticed in Mexico this summer how selfish I am because I wasn't the first one to jump up and take out the trash to you know 
Yeah. With with all my team in Mexico, it was the guys who are fathers and husbands. And I was like feeling like, whoa, (laughs) they're practiced at this, right? Like it's normal for them. For me, I'm like, oh, I just rather lay in bed, right? Yeah, yeah. And I I think it's important to, to, like, I can totally see, like, right here as we're talking about this and we're we're giving this, like, list of pros to being single, that there's a counter-argument to all of this, right? So true. So somebody listening might be like, okay, yeah, like, you have more freedom as a single person, but also I would, like, forfeit that to be with the one I love. And And I totally understand that. And so I think even more than just talking about the pros, I think let's just talk about the truth and, like, the reality that, like... Being in a relationship is not going to complete you as a person. Yeah. It's not going to take away the issues that you feel now. It's not going to take away the loneliness that you feel now. Yeah, it's going to assist with those things. Of course, if I'm in a healthy relationship, I'm going to feel more fulfilled or you know less lonely than maybe I do right now. But it's also not going to perfect my life. And I think that that's super important, you know, because like life isn't that cheesy romantic comedy. Like it's it's really not, you know. Yeah. And maybe people like listening are like rolling their eyes because that's just so clear. But I think it's worth reminding yeah, like I myself. Honestly, like, I don't think you it's know, so clear. Yeah, like, maybe it's so many maybe things, it's really not. Yeah, like it, it's it's logical. But I think the way I've seen myself play out scenarios or friends choose certain things, like again and again, I'm like, you don't believe that you're enough as you are. You know, yeah. You, like, and this is sort of a vulnerable place for me, but. I was, there was this like light shone on my heart, even in that conversation I was having with my best friend about, you know, us needing to be more intentional. I was like, why am I so disappointed? Right. Or why am I so insecure in this moment? And I just felt like, wow, I really chase belonging, you know, what we do, we do want to belong to each other and to people. And I think that like, if we zoom out, we can see we do belong to each other and we need to like enter into that more in so many ways, right? So it's funny because it's true. Yeah. There are the counter arguments. There's like, oh, I'm free and single. But it's like, but you do want to belong to a family. You want to belong to a people, to a friend group even, right? And so how do we, what are we doing to chase those deeper desires, right? And what I want for me and you, Kelly, and people who listen are just that they would know that like we can have this really good balance that we as humans are meant to be there for each other and help each other we also will disappoint each other. Right. Because we are messed up, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're not perfect. Yeah. We can't be. Mm-hmm. So that feels like transcendence a little bit to me. Like it feels like, it does feel like freedom. Yeah. But it's a journey. Absolutely. So. Yeah. So I just, I just encourage you that the things that you are struggling with as a single person, it's, it's worth trying to explore those things and work through them as a single person. Yeah. So, I mean, personal example, like, I've always kind of struggled with it just, like, with, like, being in shape and just being, like, healthy mm-hmm. and stuff. And I think, I think in the past in my mind, it's like, oh, once I, once I'm, like, in a relationship, I'm really going to care more about my body and how I treat it. And it's like, that doesn't really make sense, you know? Like, if I, yeah. if I don't personally make those choices to be healthy and to pursue, like, a healthy lifestyle why is a man going to cure me of those things, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, why why is a relationship... And sure, you can, again, counter-argument, right? You can say, oh, well, I'll be more motivated. But that, I mean, you also want to choose those things for yourself, and I think that's really important. Yeah. And honestly, I think there's a direct correlation with being in love and how much ice cream you eat, to be honest. so It probably increases. I'm like, I'm in love. Let's go get ice cream. Yeah. Let's celebrate this. 
My dad's a great example. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Well, obviously we could talk forever, and that's why we started this podcast. So we're going to end it there. Um, But again, there's this invitation for you as listeners to engage with us. We're not really doing this to just talk at you guys. We want it to be a conversation. If any of you want to be a part one day, if there's like a particular topic that you think we should talk about, why don't you come talk with us about it? You know, we love more voices. We want to try to get different perspectives from people who experience different things in singleness because we know it's not so simple. Yeah, so this is my just invitation to you as our listeners to keep engaging. Even feel free to share the podcast with people, whether it's iTunes or Buzzsprout. It's Solidarity Podcast dot buzzsprout or something like that might be the other way around feel free to email us at solidaritypodcast at gmail.com and my instagram is the bridget g and it's spelled b-r-i-d-g-e-t g-e-e with the word the in the beginning kelly are you going to share your instagram i'll do it okay i'm like i'm like are you gonna take this plunge with me i'll take the plunge my Instagram is kdow25, which is kdow 25 so feel free to follow me on there. And yeah, just to back up what Bridget said, I mean, even if that like terrifies you to like appear on our podcast, that's fine. Just send us an email or comment or message us with like any suggestions you might have because we really are going to take those seriously and we really do want to hear feedback and, and not just get stuck in a box of just things that we find relevant, but we really want to know what our community finds relevant. So thank you guys so much, and have a great 2018, right? Yeah, we'll see you later this year.